Hello, that was Craig. cool. <laughs> Hello, Craig the Bear. You, here's the official serious talk mascot, Craig the Bear. <laughs> Man, I've never done that before. That was cool. Man, that that digital voice too that just sends shivers down your spine i'll record it <laughs> if you oh, can keep man. it in the podcast keep it in there people need to know about craig the bear <laughs> i will 100 percent if i can do that oh man that was cool uh, anyways welcome ladies and gentlemen come one come on to the serious talk podcast episode number three donnie tell us what we're talking about tonight well, tonight, if you listen to our bonus talk this week, past week, uh, which, by the way, if you didn't know, we have a bonus talk every single Friday at midnight. Um, in this week's bonus talk, we discussed the topic of identity crisis, and um, by that, we talked about our identity in Christ and that how we should be real with God and others, so... Tonight we're going to dive into a little bit about that, and um, if you haven't already, again, listen to this past um, bonus talk. Um, I discussed a little bit of my story. Uh, last week, Josh shared his tor- story to kind of go in with the podcast we had last week, and um, yeah, so we'll see where this goes. exciting your bonus talk episode i'm telling you what it's it's amazing to see what god has done with different people in their lives where you know in my background for example you know i didn't exactly grow up in church and i didn't exactly grow up with christian parents or in a christian home but you did and just seeing the different perspectives and the different um you know the different ways that we differed just in in the way that we grew up and the way that we served in church and the way that we served God even. So it was really neat to hear your story and just kind of be along for that journey, along for that ride. And I, I tell you what, I appreciate you, brother, for sharing that. That, that meant a lot for Absolutely. me. And I'm sure it's going to be a great help for, for many, many people. And that's the awesome thing, too, is like we all don't have the same story. And um, it's just... It's cool how God can use different people in different stages of life, and hopefully we get to have some more people join us on the podcast as, through interview or whatever, just different stories and different seasons of life. That's what we want to achieve here on the podcast is just bringing different stories that God can use for his glory. So, Actually, and yeah. speaking on behalf of that, I've got a friend who um, he's, a, uh, he's a Christian, He's a uh, he's an MMA fighter. He's actually out of Kentucky, and I, he nice. was actually taking sponsors earlier, but um, I didn't just because of my layoff and a couple things like that. I couldn't afford to get that going. But I was talking to him about the podcast because I was going to try to let us be a sponsor for him because he's doing a, a fight for, I think it was autism coming up in November. Oh, and cool. I'm like, you know, that's something one, we want to be a support to other people if we can. And anyway, especially other Christians, um, you know, if we can support another brother or sister in Christ, especially in something like that, where they're fighting for a cause, you know, we want to do that. We want to kind of take up that, that mantle, so to speak. But, you know, yeah. I, unfortunately just due to financial reasons, I wasn't able to take care of that. But He's like, you know, hey, I'd love to be on the podcast sometime, though. You know, we can talk about my story and, and my faith journey and just kind of 
some of his background. So something Donnie didn't oh, know, absolutely. but uh, yeah, surprise Donnie. Uh, I want to oh. talk to you about that afterwards and get that orchestrated. <laughs> absolutely. So it's Craig the Bear, Josh, and myself, and special guests. So oh yeah, absolutely. Man, I'm, more the merrier. Man, I'm telling you, I'm so excited. This whole podcast is so surreal still. Like, I know this is episode three in that sense, but for us, it's episode five. And outside of that, it's the thought behind the fact that we're doing this. Like, this is this is happening. These episodes are live. They're on the Internet. Our voices, you know, scary enough are out there for other people to listen to. So it's it's just so surreal. The fact that God would let us be used to just be a help and a blessing to somebody else. Absolutely. Well, talking on the identity crisis subject today, and man, I'm telling you what, I'm actually going to pull up some statistics real quick. So if you want to kind of. Okay. But while while Josh is looking up statistics um, about the topic we're talking about today, um, identity crisis in 2021 has a different meaning than what think of when we're with a Christian and all that. So um, our our identity is not in ourselves as Christians. It's in the Lord. And we need to identify exactly who we are in Christ. And um, I'm sure I'll be alluding to a lot of these things throughout the podcast, but music plays a big part in my life. I my sings, I sing solo that no one can hear me. And (laughs) music Thanks a lot, Josh. But, no, 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 it's personally but, for me. That's what I meant. Okay, I'm, I'm sharing. I'm sharing in your journey. Uh, yeah. But, God, God didn't anyways, say see no. He just said make a joyful noise. It may not be joyful to others, but to him. Exactly. It, it's a noise, and. Thankfully, in heaven, we're all going to have perfect voices compared to on Earth. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, music plays a big part in my life. So throughout this episode, and as we were th- as thinking and praying about this episode and the topic, a lot of songs came to mind. I may actually throw a Spotify playlist together of all these songs and stick it on our website, which is coming soon. But for the meantime, we'll stick it on our Facebook page, which we'll talk about later on. Um, just some songs that have ministered to me and just at my stage of life and things like that. So, um, yeah, so stay tuned for a lot of song references. Some you may have heard on K-Love, Star 93, or whatever you listen to. Um, you're going to hear some lyrics today. So. Come on. <laughs> you know, and, and speaking of that, like, music has been one of those things that, for me, God did not grant me an angelic voice. I do not bless other people with my musical abilities and talents. Other people in the room usually go, do you hear something dying? So I don't, I don't usually sing in front of other people, <laughs> but music has been one of those tools, one of those, um, you know, opportunities for me to really be ministered unto. And a lot of that just comes from the meaning, the messages behind it. When you find different artists, especially, uh, you know, and you've got to take this seriously, and I say that as respectfully as I can, because, you know, we've got a lot of musicians out there 
who are trying to put out music and a lot of their music usually ends up being something personal. You know, you look at Taylor Swift, for example, and I hate to reference that, but a lot of her younger stuff was, it was cute and it was sweet. But as she started getting older and going through heartbreaks, a lot of her songs started becoming about, you know, these heartbreaks and, and these guys that she was dating and just the damage that was being done to her and the heartbreak and the heartache that she was going through. But then you look on the Christian side and you look at people who I'm real bad with with names, so I can't reference names. But you look at different songs where they talk about how we are not creatures of this world. We are creatures of Christ. This world is not our home. We're just passing through these heartaches, these troubles, these trials, these tribulations. Yeah, they're going to happen. But. We're not here for worldly gain. We're not here for worldly pleasure. We're not here for what we can get. We're here to glorify God and show him to others. Show others how they can come to know him. And, and that's a big theme today is a lot of people. I don't know, I don't know where the identity um, crisis in America really started happening. But a lot of people, especially our generation and newer, don't know who they are anymore. A lot of people don't know. It is. Sad. It's it's so sad. They don't have a vision. They don't have purpose. They don't have drive. They don't have, you know, any real idea of who they are, who they want to be. You know, unless it pertains typically to music. Music is one of those platforms that so many people have access to now today. So many people, there's so much software and, and auto-tune and things of that nature that anybody can literally go and record some vocals and get famous off of it. Music is one of those platforms that's mm -hmm. so readily available and so worldwide. And yet, even then... You look at different rappers and you look at different musicians and different artists and composers, and a lot of them don't know why they're doing it. They're there to make a buck more than anything, but you ask them, where did this song come from? What was your inspiration? They're just like, I don't know. Just came up with it one day. And, and that's so sad. We don't have that, yeah. that drive, that vision anymore. Yeah. Which is funny you mention that because I listened to a podcast by Christian comedian Tim Hawkins and he was talking about that exact same thing this week on the podcast. And like all these uh, artists and um, composers and things like that um, have these songs that either A, don't make sense ideas what they originally planned for the song. And some of those guys and ladies uh, asked, how did you come up with the song? Does it mean this or that? And they're like, no, I just thought of it. Random. I was in the studio. It just came to me. It's like, okay, that, that's, that's the negative side of music, which we could save this topic for a whole different episode because you could go into music so many different ways. Oh, man. But, um, yes, you could. Yeah. But yeah, with these artists, music was intended for a purpose, and that was to first glorify God, and secondly, to draw us closer to God. And... Um, that's been so corrupted throughout history. And 
not want to go off on a rabbit trail today with our topic of identity crisis, but identity of music itself has been corrupted with the fall. And um, people have made music to be something that it was not originally intended to be, uh, where they point themselves, point others to themselves instead of to God. And the Bible tells us that we should draw all men unto him. And uh, that's where the identity crisis goes with music, is people have taken it away from the original source, God, and turned it towards themselves. And... Yeah, that's, that's my little that's, rant on music, but that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, though. That is. And, you, you know, taking it away from music, looking at finances, for example. Finances is a big issue with today's world, you know, and it's one of those subjects that it gets preached from the pulpit a lot in the sense of we're so consumed with the grass is greener on the other side. We're so consumed with, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And keeping up with, you know, the, the, there's that stupid TV show. I've never seen it, but keeping up with the, yeah, the Kardashians. <laughs> you know, it's, you, he, and this is what's being them. fed. <laughs> this is what's being fed to adults alike, but mm-hmm. our teenagers and our kids. These shows showing you that, you know, money is just a number, a credit score is it's it's if you don't have a credit score then you're worse than dirt if you don't have you know these four five six million dollar houses and these two three hundred dollar cars two three hundred thousand dollar cars let me correct that if you don't have these these huge rich fantasy price tag objects then you're not worth anything and the sad thing is you know, Dave Ramsey says it best, and I'm not trying to, you know, put a plug in for him, so don't get me wrong there, but mm-hmm. debt is dumb. Cash is keen. And the reality that is so true, how much more could you do for God if you had $100,000 in the bank versus mm-hmm. owing $100,000 to Visa and MasterCard? And and like I said, I don't want to... <laughs> oh, used your own saying on you but that's good stuff yeah man. well it's it's true though you look at um identity theft and and that's where i'm trying to take that mm-hmm. to identity theft is one of the fastest growing crimes in the united states today the ftc or the federal trade commission estimates that as many as nine million americans have had their identities stolen each year. Nine million. Goodness. It also reports that 29% of victims were repeat victims, having had issues with identity theft before. And that goes back again, finances. A lot of people don't steal identities just because they want to go and buy a beer before they're 21. No, a lot of people steal identities because they need the money. They, they steal identities because they, in their current situation, don't have the means to keep going on. They need to get rid of something. They need to cover something up. They need to, you know, change who they are in order to progress themselves. And they'll do it at any expense necessary. It doesn't matter if it's family or friend. As long as it's going to further them, that's what matters. The sad thing is, though 
is God talks about our identity in him. If you look at Galatians 2, uh, 20, the Bible says, and I'm, I'm looking this up because I don't want to misquote it. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Amen. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You look at Christ, and you look at what he did on the cross. Christ literally took us at our worst, at our lowest, when we were debt-ridden with sin. And he put that upon himself and literally gave us a new name and glory. Yep. There's going to be a day when this body is not going to exist anymore. When our soul and our spirit is going to be up in heaven, celebrating, seeing Christ face to face. We're going to be sinless. We're going to be perfect. We're going to get to worship him and look at him and just praise him. That, if you want to talk about identity crisis, that's where our identity crisis comes in anymore. As Christians especially, you know, we lose sight of the fact that one of these days we're going to see God face to face. And I, I think a lot of that comes from, and this is just Joshology here, so take it for what it's worth. <laughs> but I think a lot of that comes from complacency. You know, with mm-hmm. I just, in my, uh, my apprenticeship program, uh, we had to take an OSHA 30, which means 30 hours of OSHA training. OSHA, if you don't know what that is, is the... Uh, Occupational Health and Safety Administration, and you want to be bored out of your mind, I found out they have an OSHA 500. Okay, I don't know who voluntarily says, hey, I want to go take 500 hours of this, but they do. And I, you know, but, but when you talk about safety, the number one thing that they say causes deaths on job sites is complacency. People get comfortable. They don't pay attention. And you think about that as a Christian. I think we have an identity crisis as Christians anymore because we get comfortable with our living situations. We get comfortable with the people we're around. We get comfortable with our coworkers and with those, those acquaintances who we call friends. But, you know, they're only friends when we go out you know, to the bar on Friday nights or whenever they invite us out to their parties, or, you know, fill in the blank. And we, we miss the mark on who Christ is. And again, that's all Joshology for you. Take it for what it's worth. It's probably a grain of sand. But, you know, <laughs> it's, that's, that's, we're supposed to have an identity in Christ. We're supposed to be separated. We're supposed to be dying to ourselves daily. Yeah. And that goes along, too, with... Going back to Genesis chapter 1 and the identity that God lays out perfectly and clearly that we were made in his own image. In the image of God created he them, male and female created he them. And it also goes back to Matthew chapter 6 verse 24 that no man can serve two masters. And we love the one or hate the other or um, hate the other and love the other one. That all goes back to our identity, too. It's like, who do we want to identify ourselves with? God that we're made after or 
man or uh, the enemy, Satan himself. Who do we want to identify as? And as Christians, shame on, oh, who are you serving? Who, who's your master? Is it the God that you served and asked into your heart to save you? Or is it the enemy who we're supposed to flee from and resist? And this world has blinded us so much to the point where we're not even who we are called to be. As you said, we are to die to self daily, and we can't do that if we're serving the other master, not the master of the universe, the king of kings, the lord of lords. Who's our identity? Is your identity in Visa and MasterCard? Is your identity in food? Is your identity in that car or that house? You know, where, where does your identity lie? God talks about, mm-hmm. you know, your treasure is where your heart is. Mm-hmm. And, and speaking on what you were just saying, I, I want to follow up with 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm. We're, we're not called to be like Jim Bob down the street. We're, we're peculiar for a reason. <laughs> we were called to be separate for a reason. Absolutely. To shew forth the praises of God. Not the praises of... <laughs> Of the government, not the praises of MasterCard. And I keep going back to that, but I th- the reason I do that is it's so, it's not just topical, but it's relatable on a very mm-hmm. personal level. Because everybody's got bills. Everybody has, you know, homes or, or apartments or vehicles. Everybody has financial, you know, responsibilities. So to say, you know, don't be like MasterCard is, is relatable in that sense. And I, I'm trying to not, you know, keep emphasizing that part. Yeah. I want to kind of diversify it a little. But, you know, the reality is, though, everybody deals with that. It's one of those things that everybody is, is accustomed to. We just we go out to McDonald's, for example. And, yeah, your order's going to be 819. What do we do? We open our wallet and pull out a card. You know, or you go to the store, you go grocery shopping. Yeah, it's going to be fifty-three nineteen. You know, what do you do? You pull out your wallet, you put in a card. It's it's so instinctual. They they even make bank cards for your children. They advertise credit cards for children. You know, not just children, but like they advertise the secure cards where, hey, just put this balance down and it's prepaid. You can use it and then you just load it back up and you're ready to go. It's 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 crazy. You're when when you start embedding this stuff into our kids and into our minds and you put it on every billboard and, you know, on the radio and, and through email advertisements and stuff like that, you know, you you don't just get accustomed to it. But it almost becomes second nature. You, you start thinking, uh, you know, for example, slogans like Nike, just do it. You go to the mall and you want to buy a pair of shoes. And, and what do you do? You're thinking, hmm, I wonder what shoes I'm going to buy. And that slogan pops up, just do it. 
just you know just just go buy those shoes so you walk out with a 200 dollars pair of nikes because you just did it and same for mcdonald's it, they tell you you love it but do you really love it but exactly. i'm not loving it and uh, yeah that's think... what i just ate before we had this podcast so i'm not <laughs> see they're getting me they're getting me they're telling me i love it but i don't love it I'm not I'm loving the lines. You. I'm not loving it. I'm no, 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 no. I'm not loving it. These lines are crazy anymore. Everything's drive-through only. Thirty minutes in and out is not a thing anymore. Mm. Like, oh man. You know, going back to slogans for a second. You you said ba 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 ba. You're not loving it. What about mm mm good? Do you know what slogan that is? I know what it is, and it's not good. <laughs> What about where's the beef? Where isn't the beef? Where isn't the beef? You know these slogans. It's in the mouth of. Have... <laughs> I'm, like... I'm not going there. This... I'm not going there. Uh, yeah, I'm closing that door. I'm just gonna keep on walking. <laughs> yeah. You know we think of these slogans though, and and they come to mind at particular instances, but. What about Christ? Mm-hmm. You know, these slogans identify products. But what about slogans of faith, for example? Mm-hmm. Think of he must increase and I must decrease. Um, that's slogan. It's a verse that John the Baptist started. And um, that needs to be in our mind every single day. We need to die to ourselves daily, as we just talked about. We need to find our identity is that we are not God. And God is God. We cannot be close. We cannot be uh, to the point where God is. We can be like Him, but we are not Him. So we He must increase. We must decrease. We need to keep our place as people um, who try to serve God, not try to be God. I agree a hundred percent with that, and that kind of leads us into our second point. You know, we we're talking about an identity in Christ, but secondly, we want to talk about being real with God. You know, I I told my story, my background a couple weeks ago, and Donnie told his this past week. Well, we're talking about these stories because life, you know, you look at the Bible and it's comprised of 66 different books, 66 different stories, if you will. And each person has a story. Some people's stories, they, there are some chapters they want to cover up, they want to forget about, they don't want to talk about, they don't want to share. Other people say, hey, you know, I haven't had the best story up to this point, but I want to use it and I want to share it. And I want you to learn from my mistakes or I want you to learn from my failures. I want you to learn from where I've been and what I've done so you can be better. And that's what me and Donnie want to do. That's the whole point of this podcast. We want to, you know, we're, we're a giant family reading a storybook together. We want to share things that are going to be a help to you, that are going to help you grow, not just as Christians, but as people. You know, fundamentally, we're humans. We're born with a sin nature, but God loved us so much that he died to take that sin nature and give us a new identity in him. And you look through the book of Job. I've been reading through Job. I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. And you want to talk about being real with God. Go through the book of Job. I'm telling you, Job lost everything he had. 
absolutely everything. And he had three friends who came to, you know, quote in air air quotations. They came to comfort him, end quote. And and for literally, I think it was like 36 chapters, 37 chapters, something along those lines. He's going back and forth with his friends. Yeah, this conversation they're having. And the whole time, it's nothing about praising God. It's talking about, you know, I wish I was never born. I don't know why God allowed this to happen to me. I don't know why I'm going through this. God only punishes the wicked. What kind of sin have I done? Why isn't God talking to me? It's for 36, 37 chapters going through this process. And here's and the then thing, you get too. To- Pick your friends wisely because that's what your identity will be as well. Show me your friends and I'll show your future, as I've heard it said. And um, if you have friends that are going to drag you down and make you think, well, what's the point of my life? Why why am I living? I wish I was dead. I wish I would have never been born and just have all these negative thoughts. If you have friends like that, you got to dismiss them. you got to do some changing. Uh, uh, If you don't change them, they'll change you. And it's more likely they'll change you instead of you changing them. So choose your friends wisely, and that again, that's our identity. Who you affiliate yourself with and who you call your friends is who you're going to end up being. So we see a Job's case. Well, <laughs> there's many times where he's like, oh my goodness, why am I even born? I got this crazy wife that's saying, curse God and die. My life is crazy right now. <laughs> it's all... <laughs> it's just... Choose your friends wisely. Amen. That is so true. Well, and even coming over, so Job chapter 40. Um, so, you know, up to this point in the storybook, like like we were saying, Job is not having a good time. He's saying this is not a fun activity. I want to get off this ride. I don't want to be here anymore. This is no yeah. longer enjoyable. And chapter 40, verse 1, it says, Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall he that contendeth with the Almighty instruct him? He that reproveth God, let him answer it. Then Job answered the Lord and said, Behold, I am vile. What shall I answer thee? I will lay mine hand upon my mouth. Once have I spoken, but I will not answer. Yea, twice, but I will proceed no further. (laughs) Job... God is saying, who are you talking to? Who, do you realize I don't answer to you? You answer to me. God's establishing that with Job. God's establishing this, this, not just this realness, but he's showing Job who he is, and he's showing Job who Job is. Mm-hmm. And Job gets to the point where he says, you know, I'm wicked. I'm vile. He said, I'm just, I've, I've, I've spoken too much, God. I'm going to put my hand over my mouth and I'm not going to speak anymore. That's Job being real with God. That's God being real with Job, but that's Job being real with God. And we, as people, I was talking to Donnie right before we started this podcast, you know, as people, we get way too comfortable with telling God who we are 
instead of letting God tell us who he is. We tell God, oh, no, 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 God. This this is how this is going to work. This is how we're going to do things. And God says, who are you? Do you know who I am? And the reality of the situation is we get so comfortable in who we are and our identity that we lose sight of, of who God is and his identity. True. And we need to remember that too. It's just remember who God is and remember who we are. And again, we can't compare, can't compare to God is no matter how much we try. You really can't. And, and, you know, Donnie is a great friend of mine. Now, okay, by the way, um, I don't know why we do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember how we got started on that. Just happened. Um, I really don't. It was of the Lord. It did. We, God spoke through our lips. I don't know where. I don't even know who started it, to be <laughs> honest. It just happened. And then we went with it. And then it became a thing. I don't remember the origin of it or who came up with it or <laughs> or what came up with it, for that matter. It just happened. Yeah. But that's that's part of our identity. You hear that. What do you think of? You think of serious talk with Josh and Donnie. You don't think, oh man, yeah. <laughs> you don't think, oh, I'm gonna go out shopping now. You think, man, I'm gonna get fed from the Word of God. I'm gonna hear conversation from two good friends. I'm gonna just sit down and enjoy 30, 45 minutes with somebody, you know, and get to have, you know, some some real communion and get to hear some real fellowship. That's what you think of. You know, I'm making a lot of that stuff up. I'm hoping that's going to be what you'll think of us when you do hear that. That's what you'll associate us with. But, you know, that's that that's a slogan for us. Just roll with it. You know, essentially in that. That's that's our identity. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and not just talking about being real with God. Let's also talk about being real with mm-hmm. others for a minute. Okay. The Bible talks about as Christians we're supposed to be there for one another and we're supposed to bear one another's burdens now that's not saying you just go up to every Christian brother and you start pouring out your life story asking for sympathy asking for help doing all this stuff but what it's saying is when you're hurting when you're struggling when you're a widow who's grieving the church is supposed to step up and help you Bearing one another's burdens. What am I talking about? Bearing one another's burdens and just being real with people. That's where I think that's where you're going is we just got to be real with people. And when you get real with people, you start to take on the burdens and just help your brother out. And when you're honest with God, you become honest with others. And um, God puts people in our lives to help us when we need help. And we we are when we're struggling with something, and um, I'll use your story for instance. Um, God put people in your life to help get you on the right path, and it's not a coincidence. It's not by chance that they're there. Like, oh, hey, by the way, I'm struggling. It's funny that you showed up. God put them in your life for a very reason. He put you on their heart for a reason to help you and encourage you and bring you along the right path. He's done the same thing for me. 
And um, when I was struggling, he's put different people along my path. And I'm thankful for them. So um, when it comes to bearing one another's burdens, it's not by coincidence. It's by God's divine appointment and the people he puts in our life to help us. And um, we just got to be real. We can't be fake. And something I wanted to include in the bonus talk but couldn't just because of the sake of time, and that's a whole other story on why I can't, um, mainly because of Anchor. <laughs> no shame on Anchor, but they limit you on your time. But anyways, um, that's what, something I wanted to say in the podcast is the thought of masquerade. If you know anything about masquerade or uh, these, they were basically these fancy parties. I'm sure they still do these things today, but a masquerade is when a group, bunch of people come together for a party, a good time. They dress up in these fancy clothes, like um, suits and dresses, and they all wear masks, covering up their identity. And when we try to hide something from somebody else, it's just like that. We're trying to hide something that we don't want people to see. We're struggling with a certain sin in our life and struggling with this, that, or the other. It's just like putting that mask on and saying, <laughs> see this smiling mask? Everything's fine. Everything's perfect. My life is not a mess. <laughs> no matter how, how I may be acting under this mask, don't worry about that. Just focus on the mask I'm putting on this facade. Everything's all right. And that's also called counterfeit. Something that's absolutely fake. And the Bible tells us in Revelation, uh, he wants somebody who's on fire for him or cold for him. He doesn't want a lukewarm Christian, someone who's in the middle. And he's looking for somebody that's the real deal. He will take somebody that's um, not on fire for him over somebody who's faking it and living a life that's not pleasing to him. He'll take that over to that person. Obviously, he'll take somebody who's on fire for him, but he will also take somebody who's not on fire for them. And he will use them because they're honest with their situation. Uh, with a counterfeit, um, if I were to take a dollar bill that was a counterfeit, I would get absolutely nowhere. And that's how it is with us who are faking it. We can fake it for so long, but it'll come to the breaking point where it's like, I'm nothing. <laughs> I can't be used the way I could be used because I'm holding something in my life that is hindering me from being used the proper way. So with that, we need to be authentic, on-fire Christians for God, and we need to be the real deal. We can't be hiding this stuff for so much long because eventually it will find us out. And the Bible tells us surely your sin will find you out, and um, whatever you're trying to hide from everybody will eventually come out. And um, I absolutely love that. I love the fact that you referenced Masquerade, and I know you did, um, you did show tunes, correct? Is that what it was? Yes, um, as you'll kind of hear in the uh, bonus talk this week, um, growing up I did a lot of theater and I loved, uh, I loved theater. I liked, I loved Broadway shows, musicals, and all that stuff. And there's a show, um, it's very well known. It's been around for so many years, and this is the show that actually introduced me to theater. And believe it or not, I learned about this show in preschool it's the phantom of the opera and there's a whole scene in that I, that's where i was <laughs> I just, getting at actually i just pulled up I'm the lyrics for, for the lord right now. 
<laughs> start talking about the Phantom of the Opera. Josh is finally waking up. Anyway, you said masquerade, and I said, "Ooh, I know where he's going." <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so there's this song and scene called Masquerade, where all these people are in again those fancy robes, dresses, whatever, in these masks. Covering up their true identity, and also in this show, if you know anything about it, the Phantom of the Opera has this mask covering up something he does not want the lady. I forget her name. Christine Daae. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he's trying to hide from everybody this burn, this scar he has in his life, and if and then eventually it's exposed, and they see him for what he's been hiding this entire time. And with many of us as Christians, that's how it is. We try to cover up this part of our life that we don't want people to see. It's like, oh, I got something wrong in my life. I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to be perfect. I'm supposed to be all this. A bag of chips, as Josh said. <laughs> I'm supposed to be living the perfect life, the utopia life. I have this one thing that's just messed up. I can't show anybody at all. I can't live... I can't live with a flaw in my life. I'm a Christian. I got, I got to have a perfect life. I'm supposed to have this perfect utopia life. I got this messed up. God wants us to reveal those things because, as we said last week, uh, that's it's in our broken times that he uses those broken pieces to mold us together to form a story that is pleasing to him, and through that, he gets the glory. And with the story of Lazarus, there was no hiding that Lazarus was dead. They brought the issue to Jesus, and because of that, and as they brought that issue to Jesus, God did a miracle that only he could do through his son. And, um, of course, God knows everything, and Jesus knew everything. He would have known about Lazarus' death, whether or not Mary and Martha told him. Come the on. fact that they came to him knowing that he is the only one who could um, do something with that situation— that's how God got the glory and how Jesus went and met their need and brought back Lazarus back to life and made that personal contact with him. And when, when we're struggling with something and somebody that God puts somebody in our life, help us along the way, it's just like Lazarus, making the situation aware to where they can help the situation. Mary Martha helped Lazarus' situation by telling Jesus, hey, this is going on, this is is just grieving us and this is burdening us we know you can handle this and that's how we need to come we need to come to jesus with that same attitude saying i can't do anything about this thing in my life i got this situation that i cannot fix on my own i need to come to you that's the same for jairus daughter that's the same thing for um the soldier whose servant was basically dying on his deathbed he, all these different people in the bible had all these different issues and they knew that there's this messiah jesus that was among them and they went out of their way to find him to fix their situation there was no covering it up they came to him boldly and even with the man who um, was lame and he couldn't walk he had some friends that cared so much about him they did anything to get to jesus they ripped apart this roof that Jesus was in. They couldn't get through the door, so they rip open this roof, and they take him down to Jesus. They're like, we can't do anything about this. We can't cause our friend to walk again. We know this Jesus guy can fix this situation. We will do anything to the best of our ability to get him there and fix it. 
And that's how we need to be. We need to take our friends to Jesus. We need to take ourselves even to Jesus. Come on. He's the only one who can fix our situation and help us in this life that we're living in and have our truth be told. Amen. And I can't fake it. I love that, man. Yeah. And, and, and just to, I pulled up the lyrics to that song masquerade. I, I want you guys to hear some of these lyrics. Hide your face so the world will never find you. Every face a different shade. Look around, there's another mask behind you. Uh, let's see, let's see. Till you've drowned in the light and the sound, but who can name the face? You can fool any friend who ever knew you. Run and hide, but a face will still pursue you. These are just some of the lyrics, and I'm telling you what, if you've listened to the song, you're going to be so infuriated at the fact that I didn't, like, harmonize that or, or lyricize that. You're going to be like, that's wrong. You should have said the verse before it, but <laughs> so forgive me. But, you know, all these lyrics, it's literally talking about you can run and you can hide. And you can fool people all day long, all you want. You just have to dress up in this attire and you just got to put this makeup on or you've just got to cover yourself up in this area. But like Donnie said, you've got to come to God as you are. Unfiltered, unadulterated, explicitly you. No holds bar. That's what God wants. That's who God wants. God wants to know you, the real you. He doesn't want to know a facade. He doesn't Amen. want to know the masked version of you. He wants to know you. Yeah, look at the maniac of the Gatternies. <laughs> this dude was messed up for how long? We don't know. The Bible doesn't say how long. He was bound with chains and, and ropes for the longest time. Nobody in his city wanted to do anything with him. They tried to tame him and keep him away. But they, he lived in the tombs for so long until Jesus came. And he came, the mess that he was, straight to Jesus. And it says that he fell before Jesus. And he told, <laughs> to the best of his ability, in his truest form, with all these demons inside of him, who he was. When Jesus said, what is your name? He told him, my name is Legion, because there's so many devils living inside of us. And those devils did not want to have any contact with Jesus. But that man, he, he went straight to Jesus, because he knows he couldn't get rid of these demons. And that's how we are. Some of us have um, demons in our life. They, these things that are just pulling at us and holding us back from coming to Jesus. We need to bust through that. We need to break through the chains. We need to break through the ropes, come out of our tomb, come out of the darkness. We need to come out of um, the, the life that um, is holding us back and come straight to Jesus, come to his feet, because that's where we need to come first and boldly come to the throne of God. We need to come to his feet boldly in our truest form, because so long you, you're, you can't hold it in. Until you break, come straight to him. And um, as we're on, like I said, we're going to talk about a lot of lyrics here today. Uh, one of my favorite songs by one of my favorite artists, Matthew West, he put out a song just a few years ago called Truth Be Told. I'm going to read the lyrics of this song. 
I love this song. That's a great song. I'm going to read these lyrics. I love them. I'm going to read the entire song if if you guys want to listen to it. I encourage you. This will be in the Spotify playlist, but here's the lyrics. Lie number one, you're supposed to have it all together. When they ask how you're doing, just smile and tell them, never better. Lie number two, everybody's life is perfect except yours. So keep your messes and your wounds and your secrets safe with you behind closed doors. Truth be told, the truth is rarely told. Am I the only one who says I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Hey, I'm fine. But I'm not. I'm broken. When it's out of control, I will say it's under control. But it's not. Do you know it? I don't know why it's so hard to admit it. Being honest is the only way to fix it. There's no failure, no fall. There's no sin you don't already know. So let the truth be told. There's a sign on the door that says, come as you are. But I doubt it. Because if we lived like that was true, <laughs> every Sunday morning pew would be crowded. But didn't you say church should be more like a come hospital? On. Safe place for the sick, the sinner, and the scarred, and the prodigal, like me. Well, truth be told, the truth is rarely told. Am I the only one who says I'm fine? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. But I'm not broken. Control. I say it's under control, but it's not. And do you know it? I don't know why it's so hard to admit it. When, the, when being honest is the only way to fix it, there's no failure, no fault. There's no sin you don't already know. So let the truth be told. And I really stand here unashamed, knowing that your love for me won't change. Oh God, if that's really true, then let the truth be told. Then that chorus repeats itself a few times. Boy, <laughs> how many lies are we telling ourselves? And uh, and especially in the church house. As Christians, we should be the first people to love the sinner, hate the sin. And the reason people aren't coming to our churches anymore is because they're seeing a false representation of our God. They're going to these churches that are I'm not even preaching the Word of God. They're preaching what makes them feel good and making their sin feel like it's all right. You can do whatever you want. God's going to love you. <laughs> so Sunday, act like a Christian, but Monday through Saturday, do whatever you want. Because on Sunday, remember, God's going to fix your problem, and he will make you feel good again, make you feel fuzzy for one day, and then you can just go about your week. We cannot do that anymore in the church house. We need to be honest. We need to be real. We need to share the love of Jesus Christ, but also point out that we all have flaws. And the preacher, the pastors on staff, the deacons, the trustees, and all those that are leadership of the church, we all have problems. And when somebody says, well, a church is a bunch of hypocrites, well, there's room for one more. So come on in. Come on. Come on in. And there's always room for one more. And I'm tired of this 21st century church that makes everything feel fluffy, cute, and bring people in, basically sending them straight to hell. I'm looking for a church that preaches the Word of God, straight from the Word of God, by a man of God who's not afraid to tell it like it is, and point people to the cross where they can have their sins truly forgiven, and live a life that's pleasing to God and not bring a reproach to God. That's where we're lacking as Christians. We need to let the truth be told. Love. The love of God only can bring them 
to a free life, life that's no longer in bondage, no longer like that maniac of the Gatternese, the woman of issue of blood, the dead person, the leper. No longer do we have to live in our old self, no longer with our grave clothes. We can live a life living the best life. Man, that is that is so true. That's absolutely so very true, so encouraging. Because you think about how many times do we feel defeated? Do we feel helpless? Do we feel hopeless? Because we don't see a heavenly father. We see a God that we ought to be fearful of. Because the people who were supposed to be there for us in the church house, the people, the crowd who wasn't supposed to judge us, is the one that's doing the judging. Is the one that says, hey, tell me your your hurts and your woes. Let me carry your burden for you. And then they go and spread it around to everyone else. You know, how often do we get stuck in those positions positions, and it gives us a bad taste in our mouth for who God really is? When in reality, mm-hmm. it's the fact that people are people, nothing more. God is God, nothing less. There's, I told you, music is, it, go on, go on, sorry. I was going to say, um, the only way we can know true peace and the true love of the Father, Hebrews twelve six tells us, the Lord loveth who he chasteneth. And when God corrects us, it's for our good. He's not doing it out of spite. As an angry person, he's doing it out of love as a heavenly Father who truly cares about us and wants our problems to be fixed. I'm telling you what, there's lyrics, songs. Songs are so powerful. The... When you put a certain tempo behind a song, it has the ability to either pump you up, give you a charge. It has the ability to evoke emotions and make you sad. It has the power to encourage. It also has the power to discourage. Lyrics mm-hmm. and, and, and instrumental, and, and I forget what that's technically called, but when you put a song together, songs are so powerful mm-hmm. and one of my favorite songs is called it's under the blood and uh i, I want to read some of these some of these lyrics and it starts out while walking down a memory lane not so long ago satan came right by my side making me feel low he brought of thoughts of hurt and pain when i had gone astray and wanted to discourage me as I walked along my way. He said, you're undeserving because I know where you've been. I have a record of your life when you were bound by sin. I know your darkest secrets that you would never tell. What makes you think you don't deserve a place with me in hell? Well, I heard the old accuser And this was my reply. You're right for all the things I've done. I sure deserve to die. My righteousness is filthy rags. My goodness is unclean. There's only one thing I can say to what you've said to me. It's under the blood. Come Mm, on. That's good. Oh, praise his 
dear name. Yes. I am not what I used to be. My life has been changed. Not shackled by sin and shame. It's already gone. I'm happy reminding him it's under the blood. <laughs> Come on. If that doesn't bless you, your blesser is broken, man. <laughs> true. That is good stuff. I'm ready. I'm I'm in the second floor of the, the house I'm in. I'm ready to start running around doing circles, man. But I'm afraid they'll think something's wrong if I did. <laughs> the, man, the second verse. Many times I stumbled along this earthly way. I failed a thousand times before, for that I am ashamed. I'm sorry for the things I've done. The Lord could hear my cry. But I rejoice to hear his voice. This was his reply. Victory was given when I was born again. He washed your stained and sinful past and put new life within. No longer do you bear the mark that sin had brought your way. With happiness and peace of mind, you now can say it's under the blood. Hallelujah! Praise be to God, man. Mm. How? How? Oh, my. I'm ready to have a hallelujah shouting fit right now. How <laughs> good is that? It's under the blood, man. Amen. Yes, I can be shamed of my past, but God rectified my past. God saved me and pulled me from that. He gave me a new life. It's under the blood. He erased it too. Praise the Lord. Oh my word, man. I'm I don't I don't even I can't I don't have words right now. <laughs> well, there's a song too. Uh, I think as we wrap up this episode, man, we've covered a lot of stuff today. And just the goodness of God in our lives and how we can be free. And have a true identity in Christ. And we looked at it. We looked at it from top to bottom, front and back, all over the place. And I want to share this song as we wrap up today's episode about identity crisis. This is the song that really has inspired me for today's episode of Serious Talk. And um, I'm not a fan of this group, but this song I'm about to read you all, it, it's, <laughs> it's a good one. It's called Who You Say I Am. And here's the lyrics to that song. Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. The sun sets free. Oh, is free indeed. I am a child of God. Yes, I am. Free at last. He has ransomed me. His grace runs deep. While I was a slave to sin, Jesus died for more Died for me, yes, he died for me. Whom the Son sets free, I was free indeed. I am a child of God, yes, I am, yes, I am. In my Father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God, yes, I am. And here's the part that we need to remember I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. Come on. You are for me, not against me. I am who you say I am. And then it goes on to say, I am chosen, not forsaken. You are for me, not against me. Whom the Son sets free, 
is free indeed. I am a child of God. Yes, I am. In my Father's house, there is a place for me. I am who you say I am. No matter what this world will tell you, no matter what uh, you your title is given here on earth, no matter how people view you, you know that you are loved by the God of the universe, the God who created you in his own image, as we see in Genesis chapter 1, the God who took... Uh, took the most detail out of his creation, his six-day six creation. Uh, he chose to put so much inf- so much detail, so much thought into man over the animals. He took more thought over the planets, over the, the grass, the, the water, all these different things. He made man his crowning jewel of creation just to have a relationship with him. And that's what he thinks of us. Bible says he's even jealous for us. He loves us so much. Again, he, as Josh just quoted that song about son of the blood, he loved us so much. He shed his precious blood on Calvary's tree just to have a relationship with you. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's not by a coincidence. God brought you to uh, this podcast to hear this message, simply that you are loved by God, and he wants to have a personal, intimate relationship with you. It all begins with admitting that you're a sinner. The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one person on this earth that can say that they have not sinned except Jesus Christ. And because of that, we have separated ourselves from God. We have chosen to live um, under our father, the devil. But um, the Bible tells us also in um, in the Gospel here in Romans that... um, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It all begins with admitting that you're a sinner, believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, that he wants to have a relationship with you. The Bible tells us, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Acts 16.31 is where that's found. And the Bible tells us again, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you can simply call upon him to save you today. And there's no, it, this is not uh, that call, that um, that ability to ask him into your heart does not expire at some point uh, when this podcast is out there and when this podcast hopefully doesn't get deleted. But if this podcast were to ever go away, that except, that invitation to come to Jesus Christ will never expire. It will expire, though, when you breathe your last breath here on this earth, spend eternity in either heaven or hell. So make that decision today to trust Jesus Christ, your sinner, asking him to come into your heart and to save you. And it's by a simple prayer out of your heart to God. No magical words, just a simple prayer asking him to come be the Lord of your life. That's how you can say, I am chosen, not forsaken, and I, you are for me, not against me. That's how we can have that personal relationship with Christ and gain that identity as a child of God. So today, as we wrap up this podcast, remember that if you're lost and don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, make sure you make that decision to trust Him as your Savior. That is the best identity you'll ever have, is the identity that you are a child of God. And if you do have that identity as a um, child of God, Know that you're loved by a God who's willing to hear from you. And that no matter where you are in life, no matter where you have been, 
there's a loving Father who's there and willing to forgive you if you simply come to Him and ask Him to forgive you of your sins and change your life. But today, that's the message we want to present to you. That's the message we prayed about before this podcast. The message of hope that you can have only in Jesus Christ and have that identity as His child. So, um, Josh, do you have anything you want to add on to that? I don't. I really don't. I think that pretty much sums it up. Who is your identity in? Or what is your identity in? Do you have an identity crisis? Let's take care of that today. Thank you all for joining us today on the Serious Talk. And um, we're glad you joined us. Please join us again next week, or actually this Friday, our bonus talk as we look deeper into God's word and discover who we are in him and we can draw closer to him in our lives and be sure to share this with your friends because there may be a friend of yours that needs to hear this and know that they're loved there's a God that's willing to know their sins if they accept him as their savior so that being said I'm Donnie I'm Josh and this has been Serious Talk with Donnie and Josh God bless you all. You have a good one. Bye. Peace. Okay, now I just have to tell Craig to leave. Uh... Craig? Yes. Craig? It's Josh. It is me, Craig <laughs> why, the Bear. Why, why aren't you leaving? <laughs> why, why aren't you leaving, Craig? <laughs> I want to get saved. Good. Uh, Craig, go away. <laughs> what's, what's wrong? Why is he not going away? He's convicted. I don't know how to tell him to stop. <laughs> Craig is convicted. I'll disconnect. Oh, do I just do I tell him to say stop? When you are, you know, in in financial distress as a person of the church, and you're trying to deal with financial circumstances, you know, you go to another brother or sister in Christ. I'm messing this up. I'm brutally. I'm cutting this part out right now. I don't know where we're at in this podcast. This part right here is just done. It's out. I, I don't know what I was. Somehow I got stuck on financial and was rolling with it. And I'm like, no, that's it's not financial. What's wrong with it? Yeah. No, not, not financial. It's, um, it's become our identity. <laughs> our identity. Um, crud buckets. We're officially gurus. <laughs> oh man where was I go it wasn't I didn't even mean to say financial and for some reason financial oh, says hot pockets yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness bearing one another's burdens what am I talking about hi guys and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the serious talk podcast we know it was a little bit of a longer episode, and we thank you for bearing through it with us. Uh, we opened and covered a lot of ground, 
and made way for a lot of opportunities for future episodes, whether it was music or diving a little bit deeper into this identity crisis, or there's so much more we could have done with it and taken it. Uh, so we, uh, you know, we plan on using that and cultivating the soil and, and seeing what seeds God plants out of it. Uh, but without further ado, we wanted to include a couple of the bloopers that we ran into and just show you guys that we are real, we're human, we make mistakes, we get sidetracked, but we do our best to keep this as clean as we can, and it's a work in progress. We're both new at creating a podcast, we're both new at what we're doing, uh, but we love it, and we are having a blast making these uh, episodes for you. So uh, if you like it, please share it with your friends, your family, or your enemies if you want to you know, bless or curse somebody else with our wonderful voices. Uh, but that being said, again, thank you so much for listening and tuning in, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye!